Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first official episode of the Point Five Perspective Podcast. I'm Irene J. Pandian, and today we're going to be talking about something of a heavy topic, and that is being burnt out. And all right, what a great way to begin something by talking about the potential for it to burn you out. But when I was researching this and really understanding what being burnt out is, I was surprised by how little I found about being burnt out. Even though it's affected so many people that I know and me personally, and I found that well, most of the articles were from 2022. So I think it's becoming more of like a well-known sort of problem, um, which is good because it's something that I struggled with when I was younger and still now, but I wish I would have known a little bit earlier. So I'm glad that it's more information is coming about coming out about it now. Um, so also let me just preface that I'm not a psychologist or a doctor or anything. I'm just speaking from my own personal experiences and definitions from medical organizations and stuff. So don't take any, anything I say as professional or medical advice. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's jump in. So here's how Mayo Clinic defines burnout. They say it's a state of physical or emotional exhaustion that also involves a sense of reduced accomplishment and loss of personal identity. That definition is so weighty. Like I read that and I feel tired from reading that. And in a small sense, that's what being burnt out feels like too. It's when you're tired of something that you you know you love or know that you once loved and it just tires you out now and it doesn't bring you any joy. So to bring this back to my own life, I feel like I should start by saying that I think what your personality is like affects the degree that you get burnt out. I'll talk about that more later. Um, But yeah, I definitely think personality has a big part to play into that. And a big part of my personality is that I'm very critical of myself and that I pressure myself to be good at everything I'm thrown into. So whenever I'm given a job or put in a circumstance where I have to do something or complete something... I throw myself into that like 110% and that literally is putting my energy, all of my energy and more energy that I don't have into something until I finish it and until it's the best possible, most perfect job I've ever done. And if that sounds really unhealthy, that is because it is and I can't even begin to describe how unhealthy that is. And a lot of when this happened was during middle and high school and Part of this, I feel it comes from how I was raised, which is which was to do well in school. And I don't think that's bad in itself because you want to do your best in school because it sets you up to do well in the future. And I would say that all of us want to do well in the future. But I would sometimes just kill myself to do well. Like I would be up all night. I would be redoing stuff if I thought it could be the slightest bit better. I would... Um, take so many notes during my classes and then type those notes up and then even rewrite them in my notebook sometimes if I thought that they weren't neat enough or organized enough or if I made spelling mistakes and then I would spend most of my time thinking about school and thinking about how to do well or how I could do better or how I could be the best and more importantly like how I could be appreciated for putting in this so much effort into school like I I just wanted to be appreciated for most of that and that's why I think I did so so much and put so much effort in it is because I wanted some sort of satisfaction and because I never got that I would just keep doing it over and over and putting more and more energy and then I would just get burnt out and so one thing I remember is that 
towards the end of senior year, maybe during most of senior year, because I was getting so burnt out, I would be procrastinating everything. And so I would come up with this like list of things I needed to do. And because I was procrastinating everything till like the very last minute, it would be like 20 things. And that's not realistic to do in one night. And I would, I would do it because I was like, I can't fail in school. Like I have to get this all in. And it's my fault for procrastinating, but I still have to get it all in and it still all has to be perfect and organized and everyone still has to like what I'm doing and all that. And I would I would do those 20 things and I would be up until like five in the morning or worse, I would go to sleep at like seven or eight o'clock and then wake up at like one or two in the morning to finish everything because I was so exhausted, but I would still like ruin my sleep just so that I could get everything perfect. And I, because of this, I was obviously going to feel drained throughout the day. Like I was running on fumes, basically. Everyone who knows me knows that I would just be so slap happy and irritable sometimes. And I, I would just be running on just this weird reserved energy that it was just not healthy. Like I would have such a short fuse. I would be sluggish. I would just be like dragging myself along through the day. And it was it was a problem and I was so critical of myself because of this and I was I was realizing that I was doing these things and I would be so upset at myself for being that way and I was like why is this happening to me like why what is so bad about me just making everything perfect like I'm still getting some sleep I'm still you know getting everything done I have good grades but why am I so upset with myself and why do I act this way and I I kind of like condensed this into this cycle of doom and gloom and basically the cycle starts with doom because you're looking at this laundry list of things to do and you have to do them to the best of your ability and you're putting all of this effort in because it's something that you love to do and it's like this impending sort of like doom that's about to happen and you can kind of see it like how it's kind of like a thunderstorm when you can see the dark clouds like far away and you you know that there's about to be a huge storm but you rationalize everything by saying like, oh, I've done this before and these are things that are required of me and I can't let anyone down. So I have to, I have to do these things and you start to do them. And then when you finally finish, it's been an incredible amount of time and you are exhausted and emotional and annoyed with everything. And then you realize that you're acting this way. So then you get into a gloomy cycle of like, why am I like this? Why do I care so much? No one seems to be thinking like I do. No one seems to be going through this. And if I could just sit and get these things done, maybe I would look like her or maybe I would feel better about myself and not be able to feel insecure and all of this. And I think that's just, that's the part of the gloom part of the cycle. And this gloomy part just lasts until your work has piled up again because you procrastinated and then the laundry list just piles up again and then the cycle has started again. So you have that doom cycle and then that cycle of gloom. And your body can only take so much of this. So after a few times through the cycle, you fall into a time of no motivation and you don't do anything or that's how it was with me. And I wouldn't want to hang out with anyone. I wouldn't do things that I love because they would all just feel like assignments or things on the laundry list and I would just lie in bed on my phone and I wouldn't leave it until I actually had to like absolutely had to so I would just be on my phone for the rest of the day when I got home from school and then I would wake up the next morning with things not done that I could have had done and just go to school because I actually had to go to school 
And that to me is what burnout looks like. And it's when you're so physically and emotionally exhausted that because you've just overworked your body past its limits. So you just forget who you are and you criticize yourself because honestly, what else is there to do? And that sounds really close to what the definition from Mayo Clinic sounds like, where you just like lose your identity and lose who you are and you're just exhausted all the time. So if that hit a little too close to home for you, I'm so sorry because being burnt out sucks, to say the least. And it's especially annoying when it's something that you're good at and something that you want to be good at and something that you love. And that was me and sometimes is me because I love school, make fun of me, but I just love learning and being educated. So when I got burnt out from school and I didn't love school and I was just exhausted from school, I was heartbroken because I, it was just, I was just heartbroken after I realized I was being burnt out by this place that I loved so much. And so that's a good segue to talking about the stigma around being burnt out. And I think from the outside, someone being burnt out just looks like they're lazy or that they give up easily or that they're just too much of a perfectionist and you just want to run up to them, grab them by the shoulders and say, you need to lighten up. It's going to be okay. Just relax and get back to work. And I, I would love for it to be as simple as getting a good talk like that, but unfortunately it isn't. And I don't think people understand how exhausted you are because I feel like a big part for me being burnt out was putting on this face that even though I did not like what I was doing and that I was just really slaving away at all of this, like I would just put on this face of happiness and being content because then people wouldn't be like, oh, like maybe she doesn't like what she's doing. Maybe we should just, you know, move on to someone else or you know, talk to someone who actually has drive or something like that. And it's it sounds really dumb saying it out loud, but it's, you know, it's how you're feeling. And when you're in that moment, you're not really thinking about how irrational that is. And so obviously in defense of everyone who's seeing this, they're just going to think that you're having an off day if you're being a little bit tempered that day or if you're in a bad mood. And it's just, they think it's just going to be like a temporary thing. And what I've realized is I think it takes someone who's a good, honest friend that is close to you and knows how you act to realize there is something deeper than just being in an off mood. And I also think that when people hear burnout, they just think that the person feeling burned out just doesn't like what they used to love, that they've just gotten bored of it. But I don't think that's true either because when I ask a burned out person where they find their value or what they like to do, it's oftentimes a thing that they're being burnt out from. And so when you just overdo something and you lose the fuel that you normally would have to do it, you just get tired of it. And it's not fun because you love to do that thing. And I think that's a big stigma around being burned out too, is that people who are burned out just don't like what they're doing or don't like, you know, the thing that they're being burnt out from. And that's not true because... Why would you be burnt out from something that you don't put any energy in? It's obviously something that you hold high and something that, you know, you want to be better at. So it's just not fun and it makes you feel awful after the fact when you don't want to do something that you love. All right, that was like a lot of really sad information. So I think that we should just take a break and I'm going to read you a couple of jokes. So my Spotify and Apple people these are going to be so bad. These jokes are going to be so bad that they're good. And my YouTube people, there's going to be something else. Um, 
so <laughs> this first one i literally i was looking up i wanted to do something like related to being burnt out obviously so i was looking up all of these jokes and this one this first one is so bad it's it's so it's dark humor but so i'm allowed to laugh but and, and you're allowed to laugh too so i'm just gonna say it and then i might just have to like pause this recording and then just go like go to another room for a minute and then come back but it's just it's just so bad um so the question is what is the difference between stand-up comedy and motivational speaking i'll give you a second maybe i can't i literally i'm struggling to say this okay here's the punchline which side of the mic the depressed people are on <laughs> okay sorry no no i'm so sorry that was a violation that was just that was a little too brutal it just really hit home on like being burnt out and mental health and all of that i just I, you know you just have to make fun of these things sometimes because you have you have to cope in some way and i just found that really just like it really caught my attention so i will mm -hmm, yeah that was there okay let's lighten it up let's lighten up they i don't think these are really like um burnt out related but they're kind of motivational related but we'll see what did microsoft employees say to bill gates after his motivational speech word oh my gosh so bad but it's so good also side note did anyone have that like transition period where you went from microsoft word to google google docs because i remember in my middle school when i had like microsoft word training like in my computer class like i would just be like you know we would have to learn how to like insert a picture or make a graph or something like that and then Google Classroom, I think, was like coming into the picture. So then all of that went out the window and Google Docs became like the thing. And it still is the thing, I think, because I used it all throughout high school. And it would be so fun because you could share like the Google Docs with your friends and then you could like do little chats during class or something like that. We really found a way to work around like all of our rules, which was really funny, but you know, it's all good, it's all good. And now, now that I'm back in college, we have to use Microsoft Word for everything. So now I'm like, how do I add a page number? Because I don't, I just forget all of my training that I had. And it's, it's like a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole dilemma. Anyway, um, let's do another joke. This is the last one. I tried to shoplift from a motivational poster store. I tried to go big, but they wouldn't let me go home. <laughs> that one was really funny. I had to dig for that one. I I was going, I spent maybe like 45 minutes going through these jokes, guys. So what I chose, I really liked, but that was too good. Um, so I'm so sorry if that was hard to listen to because I, I know some jokes just don't land well, but um, I had a lot of fun looking for them. Um, there were some other ones, but yeah, these were my favorite. And so in the YouTube version of this, I'm taking a personality test and just showing the whole world my weaknesses, just, just because I really believe that personality is... A huge part of being burnt out so go check that out but YouTube people have to come here for the jokes so I think I personally like the jokes more but you know you 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 choose your poison I guess pick your poison choose your poison pick your poison sounds better I think that's the expression I think I'm just messing it up um, so to transition back into talking about being burnt out let's talk about strategies to either get out of a season of being burned out or to avoid being burned out in the first place. So I, it was kind of hard to find 
information on this because it is becoming more of a recent kind of development. So um, it was hard to find some strategies, but I found this one article from Eastern Washington University. And in this article, they were talking about how to prevent burnout altogether. And I was reading this and I was so amazed by how much of this was just tending to your own wellness. And tending to your own wellness was really just like making sure you have a good balanced diet and exercising and getting enough sleep was such a big one. And it's really just maintaining a healthy lifestyle that, you know, helps you avoid being burnt out. And I think a, a lot of the time when we maintain wellness, a lot of these mental brought mental blocks can be erased like wellness is really the key to having a lot of these uh, different problems that we could be having just go away and another point that this article made was creating mandatory like timeouts in quotes and I think what that means and what I understood from the article is that um, it's important to make these timeouts out of something that is not the thing that you're working on so like I'll use an example from college life when you're feeling exhausted from reading a college textbook, put the book down and go and like paint a picture or go on a walk, something that has nothing to do with what you are doing so that you're putting your energy in something different. Um, and I wish I knew this um, before high school, even middle school, because the amount of things that I stopped doing because I didn't know how to balance my energy and organize myself is, it's just so many things. Like I loved all of these things. Like, I love to work really hard in school and I love to read for fun and it's so sad to see those things become harder and harder because I threw myself into those things too much and I didn't know what a good balance was. So, here's a story. We had this AR program at my school and basically, whenever you read a book, you got this, you or you could take this reading quiz and you got these points based on how long or how hard the book was. Um, and if you got in a certain amount of points, you would get a prize and they would have like a little leaderboard for everyone in our school. Our school was small, so it wasn't like super hard to get at the top, but I mean, there were people who really liked to read. So, you know, it was, it was kind of hard. Um, and obviously because of my personality needing to be perfect and people pleasing all the time, I threw myself into it and I read all the time. Sometimes neglecting like other work that I ha actually had to do, like my homework or something, I would just be sitting and reading. And I'm trying to think of what I read. I read like a lot of those like mystery books, 39 Clues books, I'm so good. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dork Diaries, all of the series were just, they were just really good. But I really liked the mystery ones. They kept me like really alert and really wanting to read more. Um, and then, at one point, I just, like, couldn't do it anymore. And I think it's because I just I just threw myself into it so much that I was throwing all of my energy into just reading that I had no other form of, like, stimulation. Like, I wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't, like, you know, I wouldn't hang out with people if I, like, had the choice not to. And I would just be sitting and reading. And that, that was obviously not a very good balance of energy. And I think the reason no one likes to talk about this is because sometimes it doesn't make sense to other people and sometimes it doesn't even make sense to yourself. And that like takes me back to the definition again when it talks about losing a part of your identity. And I like I, I really think that that's true because when you think about it or when someone who's burnt out thinks about what they're doing, they're like, oh my gosh, why am I stopping this? Why is it so much harder to do this thing that I love? Like, 
what is wrong with me and all of this stuff like it becomes like this why is this so hard question and I think that kind of leads to struggling with who you are because you know if you've put so much effort in something and it becomes something that's a part of your routine and then suddenly you're like why don't I like this anymore it's like I don't know who I am anymore without this thing and I feel like that's so awful and also kind of revealing isn't it like it kind of shows that we're controlled by things we choose to make a priority and when those things are temporary I think it becomes a lot easier to be burned out by those things so gosh when I look back now it's like I sometimes just laugh at the things that I held as a priority I'm like why did I care so much about pleasing people and why did every little thing have to be perfect and why do I still think like this like why after everything do I still have this mindset it took a lot for me to realize what was happening it took all-nighters and mood swings and having a short fuse to even slightly realize what was going on and again, this is how burnt out look, being burnt out looked for me because I truly believe that it's, again, I, I really believe that it's a part of your personality. So maybe it's not that you put an exorbitant amount of effort in, it's maybe that you're just tired of a single static thing and maybe your personality just needs changes every so often and it doesn't like to be held in one place. So this is very niche to me, but something tells me that this is something of a universal feeling and struggle. Now, you know, starting this podcast and other things in college, I'm just cautious of how much I put into things. And I will always advocate for putting in 100% into everything because your effort in something affects what you get out and you always want a return on that investment. But I also think it's worth it to really reflect on who you are and how you're wired so that you can put 100% into everything. And finally, as a Christian, there's always an extra aspect of encouragement in all this. And in the Bible, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. And that is so true and encouraging. Because when you're feeling burnt out and just exhausted by something, understand that when you are doing good, you have an amazing creator looking out for you and protecting and nourishing you and just pushing you forward. And be encouraged that, even if you are getting somewhat exhausted that what you're doing is good and ultimately it's more beneficial than if you were doing something not good. So that's all I have for you today. Um, this was a really good conversation. I rarely talk about being burnt out. I haven't talked about it in person in a while, but I'm glad I started this podcast this way because I think it's an important foundation to lay for things that, you know, are, are kind of like a series of things or things that are repeating so I think this is a good way to start this podcast and maybe a reminder for me too to just like you know make sure to balance out and organize what you're doing so yeah I guess if I if you want to have homework from this podcast like I encourage you to take like a 30 minute break one day this week and just really reflect on everything that you do and organize yourself like organize how much energy you're putting into everything like don't overstretch yourself which as a college student is really hard because there's so many things going on but also push yourself and do things that you may not have known before so maybe that can be a good creative outlet for you too so yeah that's all i have for you today make sure to follow the instagram the 0.5 podcast for updates and make sure to check out the youtube version of this episode um we're gonna have a lot of fun on there
and you guys will get to see what all my weaknesses are because of my personality so if anything that's a treat for you um so yeah thanks for listening guys <laughs>